the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Under Center Podcast. I am, of course, Dara Mar, your host. I am joined by Jake Woolhead and Reen Malloy today. Lads, uh, Jake, you unfortunately didn't get a chance to go to the game on uh, Saturday. Uh, Reen, you were there um, along with myself at the Aviva. Uh, what did you think of the occasion? It was a pretty good game, to be honest. I wasn't expecting much when I went in. Uh, but, you know, both offense moved the ball pretty well. Uh, both defenses had some plays that they made, particularly that pick at the end that won it for Northwestern. Overall, a very, very good game. Yeah. Jake, did you get to catch any of the highlights even in the game at all? No, I, I literally was heading out at like six o'clock, so I watched the first half an hour, but I was already pre a few drinks at that point, so... Not too much in the, the old memory bank. But I heard it was a good event. I was offered multiple sets of tickets and I heard it was free drinks. So I apparently missed out on the best evening ever. Definitely missed out on the best evening ever. And you're right with the amount of free drinks um, that were consumed by everyone. Uh, the videos I'm sure people have seen of the, uh, the, the cup snakes going all around the stadium, even from tier to tier, have been fantastic <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, really surprising result with Northwestern winning. Um, Nebraska actually at one point were 13-point favourites in that game. So... It just shows how uh, how good it was. Uh, just me observing, obviously, being on the defensive line, neither defensive line were that great. And it, it kind of, mm. I, well, maybe both offensive lines were good, but neither defensive line was great. Um, I was looking out for that. Uh, but overall, really, really good game, good occasion. Um, looking forward to next year now already for um, Notre Dame against Navy that I'm sure will sell out in no time as well. And Nebraska, I must say, have a huge following that um, that follow them all over the country and even now to different countries too. Jake, nice zoom in there. I like that. Yeah, I, didn't, uh, I, that was gonna be <laughs> I thought it was going to be. But... <laughs> Is that like Jake's version of the Oscar music telling Dara to wrap it up and move on? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, we are just a week away, guys, from the start of the NFL season. This time next week, we will be looking ahead to Bills versus Rams in SoFi Stadium to kick off the season. Um, really, really looking forward to that show next week. Make sure you stick to our socials for that because we do have a plethora of really good guests coming on to the show. So it's definitely not one to miss out. Also, while we're uh, thanking... Uh, and looking back, uh, I want to say thank you to EA Sports for graciously donating three copies of uh, Madden 23 to us to give out as competitions over the last week or so. I really appreciate that. Really appreciate everybody entering the competition and the feedback we received. Congratulations to the three winners, of course, and I hope they are enjoying the game. Um, I know when me and Jake, if you want to find out what me and Jake think of the game, you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, Under Center Podcast. We did a little review, uh, our game review careers. Jake, I think has lasted just one game, though. Well, for now, let's not rule out next year's man edition. I <laughs> coming out soon, so maybe we'll get involved there. Who knows? I don't know, maybe, maybe we might share the wealth maybe next year. 
Um, if rain can last the season without talking too much about the, the Panthers, he might get a look in at a Madden 24 copy. We'll see. We'll see if the people at EA are very uh, are gracious enough to uh, give us another chance to do a competition next year. Fingers crossed they are. But we are going to continue our look at uh, all eight divisions uh, heading into the start of the season. Um, we have talked about the AFC and NFC West and east but today we're going down south looking at the afc west afc south and nfc south uh, of course but before we get into that we're just going to go through a few news pieces this week of course on tuesday was the big day where all teams had to cut down their rosters to 53 players uh, a few notable surprises that have uh, come along uh, jake and uh, we'll start with you because uh Surprisingly, a former uh, New York Giant who moved to Tampa Bay in the offseason in Logan Ryan thinking that he was going to be on the team was unfortunately uh, cut. Now, at the time of recording, it looks like they are going to bring him back on the practice squad, but definitely not what he probably thought making the move this offseason. Yeah, no, that's a mad move. Like He's a pretty quality free safety, good leader in the, in the locker room and he left the Giants because they didn't want to re-sign him, save the Giants one and a half million, but he also still got 11 and a half million salary this year. So I don't know what the story is with that. I actually didn't even think it was possible for him to go on the practice squad because he's a, a vested veteran or whatever, but shows what I know. I think COVID rules changed that. Well, maybe, yeah. yeah six, six veterans allowed on the practice squad these days. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but... And Randy just... Uh, looking at a few other names, I don't know if you've seen a few yourself o- o- over the last couple of hours, but the uh, first round pick for the Las Vegas Raiders a couple of years ago, Alex Letterwood, has also been um, let go today. Um, I don't know if you've been paying much attention to the Panthers side of things, but definitely there's a there's a few cuts and I'm guessing um, a few teams are going to be putting in a few waiver claims over the next few days. I would imagine so. Um, there is most notably off the Panthers, they've caught a um, sixth round pick from last year, Deontay Brown. Everybody kind of remembers him as being that meme, you know, where he was lined up in the Georgia gear and he looked like a uh, oh, Blastoise from Pokemon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently he's been suffering with some weight issues. We drafted a new uh, uh, offensive guard and he's going to take his spot. So, um, yeah, down in the south, though, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what they're smoking down there, but Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, he's moved off to the Eagles now. Uh, the Panthers have inexplicably brought in LaVisca Chenault. Uh, don't know why they needed another wide receiver, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, look, we'll see how it all pans out after the waiver wire's uh, clear. And, uh, yeah, it's going to shake things up a lot. Derek, yeah. can I just say before we go on, did you see that stat about the Raiders draft picks from 2019, first round draft picks from 2019 to 2021? Oh, I think like none of them are still on the team. 2019, Cleveland Farrell, Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abram, all their 50-year options declined. 2020, Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett both waived. And then 2021 is Alex Letterwood waived after one season. That's just crazy. Obviously, uh, John Gruden is just uh, really bad. Ah well, it's not just John Gruden. You have to give Mike Mayock there a bit of the uh, bit of the like blame Mark, there too. Being GM, of course. To be fair, I think you know he was the, but wasn't Mike Mayock? He was the NFL's draft guy who had the best draft analysis, and <laughs> you know, 
he didn't he didn't really uh stick to his own, i don't know if he stuck to his own opinion or like you said jake that you know it was all john gruden saying oh, i've got the right feel for this guy i like i like like the way he feels but hey We'll see. Um, I'm sure we'll have a look at more, plen- plenty of more, like some notable ones as well. Like the, I think it was also the 2021 pick for the Vikings, Mond was let go. Ian Book, last year's pick for the Saints, also let go. A few surprising quarterback, um, uh, a few uh, releases, I should say. Um, so definitely a, a few interesting ones there to, to keep your eye on. But we will move on to some of the other news this week and um, quite upsetting, potentially almost tragic news with the Washington Commanders uh, and their rookie running back, Brian Robinson Jr. Just a day after reports surfaced that he was going to be the starting running back for the team, he was shot twice during apparent carjacking. Now, thankfully, the injuries are not life-threatening. And on Tuesday, we heard the news that... um, he is expected to make a full recovery and come back to the team. No timeline is given as of yet um, to when exactly he will return. But, uh, Rian, I'll start with you first on this one. Um, it's definitely it's from the highs of probably hearing that you're going to be the starting running back to obviously the the lows of almost not just losing your career, but losing your life in a, in a, in a violent robbery. Yeah, this is seriously scary stuff, and I feel for the guy. You know, he wasn't doing anything wrong in this situation. Uh, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, you know, he's lucky to have escaped with his life, uh, let alone his career. I think it's just amazing that he's escaped with just those, uh, I think it was his hip and a leg injury, um, and they're slating him for return. I mean, this guy, he's a, he's a very promising young talent, and I'm happy to see that we will... Uh, at some stage, be able to see him play in the league because he, he really deserves it just on his talent alone. Yeah, it was just it was nice to see that he's kind of recovering. Obviously, nothing's going to be too bad for him. Um, as you said, Ree, he wasn't doing anything wrong. It was just wrong place, wrong time for him, and that's unfortunate for him. But I did see today that he's, still, he's on the 51-man uh, roster there for the commanders, so they're expecting him back this season at some point. Yeah, uh, so fingers crossed it won't be too long at all and we'll probably see Antonio Gibson probably be the starting running back for the next little while. Maybe just play between him and J.D. McKissick until Robinson is able to get back to the team. Moving on, uh, 49ers QB, Jimmy Garoppolo had been in the news a lot this offseason and he was in the news a little more because um, what we all thought was going to happen where he'd be released or... And find a, a new team. The the Niners had issues finding him a trade partner, so instead they decided them to offer him a, a restructured deal, so that now he is the highest paid backup in the NFL. Uh, no, which... no, he's not. He's not. Oh. Uh, you are mistaken. Sam Darnold is earning eighteen point nine eight million dollars this year. That's right. Fifth year <laughs> option. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, I guess. Okay. Second, second most expensive uh, backup. Damn, Darnold's earned eighteen million this year. Damn. Yeah, that's what a fifth optional gate as a first round pick, fifth year option. Who? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked now. With that one. Really Sam taking off his shook him. I've shook him to his you, core. Like, Sam Darnold, eighteen million. <laughs> Oh, and, and I know we're going to get into talking about the Panthers in a little bit as well, but wow, 18 million, 18 million. 
But anyway, um, Garoppolo was due actually to make 25 this year. 25 million. Um, but his new deal means he's going to get six and a half million guaranteed. I think it goes up to about 12, 15 um, if certain guarantees are met. Now, guys, I want to ask you this question because they obviously wanted Garoppolo out of the building all off season, coming off the shoulder injury as well. Do you think that him staying around is a good thing for not the team, but for Trey Lance's development? Or does that give him a little bit of a, you know, there's a Jimmy Garoppolo-shaped shadow behind me just waiting for me to mess up? Jake, I'll start with you on this. No, that's just, a, it's a ridiculous move. It's a great move on Jimmy G's part, I'm not going to lie, but um, a, almost a rookie quarterback coming in. You know, just after a couple of interceptions, a couple of bad games where they lose because of some mistakes he made, they're going to be calling for Jimmy G's name. Even the players in the locker room know that they're a good team. And now they're losing because they have a quarterback in which they weren't doing with Jimmy G last year. So um, I just think that's a weird move. I'm hoping maybe unless they trade him at some point or something, but this is probably the best move for Jimmy G because if he sticks around, a does be a backup and at some point replaces Trey in the, in the lineup and plays well, he's off his deal next year and he can sign a whopper deal with someone who wants him or they trade him to another team who wants him, plays well there and then, he still earns another contract, but if he had a gone to a shit team, maybe he went to the Giants or something, played shit, then he looks bad. He's not going to get big of a contract next year. So good move on Jimmy G's part. Quite a confusing move from Kyle Shanahan and the crew for me. Yeah, Rian, just before, I just want to ask you as well that I'm sure Lance was told this whole offseason by either GM John Lynch or by head coach Kyle Shanahan that we're getting rid of Jimmy. You don't have to worry about Jimmy. You're our guy. You're our guy. You're our guy. And now to see that they're keeping him on, it's got to definitely play into his head at some point. Yeah, the optics are just a little bit off on both sides, I think. I think from Jimmy G's side, it shows a lack of ambition. He should be thinking in his own head, I can go somewhere and start in this league and prove myself as a starting quarterback as opposed to trying to back up uh Trey Lance and hope for his demise it just seems a bit odd to me but then on the 49ers side things it shows that they're not really 100% confident in Trey Lance's ability or at least that's the way it looks from the outset now they might try and spin it and tell Trey Lance it's like look this is the best safety net you could ever have go out sling the ball um, put yourself out there and, you know, if you do get injured, don't worry about it. We have Trey Lance to come in and uh, we still are, I wouldn't say Super Bowl contenders, but certainly, you know, playoff team. Um, still, though, the optics just don't sit right with me at all. No, I, I agree with you guys, too. I think that this could have a negative impact on Trey Lance's development. Um, if he had the freedom to know that, look, this year you can make mistakes. Um, you are the starting quarterback. There are going to be some bumps and bruises. You're going to have to, you know, get used to the NFL level. Um, that I think that could have helped them knowing that he didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo there behind. And if the team feel like you mentioned that, like they need to do this to get into playoffs, that look, we're going to need to sit Lance. It's kind of that thing where, well, who is your starting quarterback? You can say it's Lance all you want, but if you're still having Jimmy G there. There's still that bit of doubt, and it still comes back to the day that Lance was drafted as well, because 
if, if we remember back to draft day, we all thought it was going to be Mac Jones. That's why they moved up and you know sold their sold we all their that era. Yeah, back to that podcast. I don't know if we all thought that. No, we said well. Okay, well, okay. Majority thought that. Okay, all right, Jake. All right, but like the majority thought that. That's why they sold the house to get. Mac Jones at number three, and they went with Trey Lance in the end. And then the reports came out that it was Shannon who wanted Jones, and it was GM John Lynch that wanted Lance. And then they went with the GM and they went with Lance. So we'll see. This is going to be an interesting year for this for the 49ers. I feel they have a decent roster there, like what you said, Rain, that I don't think they're particularly Super Bowl contenders despite the fact that they were only one game away from making the Super Bowl last season, I still think that they are a decent playoff team that um, are one of the only challengers to uh, the Rams in the NFC West. Um, and then we'll see how the chips fall in terms of who they have to play in the playoffs in, in that scenario. Uh, we'll move on to our last piece of news before we get onto the main uh, topic of today's show. And that is the NFL releases top. 100 list uh, and we've seen the debate all week on on twitter online wherever about who should have been put where who was not on it and should be on it of course tom brady was number one which was met with a lot of uh, controversy as well and um, but i want to ask you guys because there is uh we can talk for hours about where people exactly were placed um and if one player was should have been up a couple of positions are down. I want if you can pick a name or two names, it'd be great that you feel was either uh, ranked too high, ranked too low, or that didn't make the list that should have made the list. So I'm going to start off, and mine's kind of like a, a split one, and uh, it's Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf that weren't even on the list at all. Um, I don't know how you can have two really good wide receivers not on a top 100 list um at all uh how can you have like like just looking up some of the stats locker has recorded three 1000 yard seasons in the last three years uh he's never gone under eight touchdowns in each of those seasons dk metcalf is three years in the league has not gone under 900 yards and in two of those three years he's had double digit touchdowns i don't know then how you can feel they are not worthy of being in the top 100. But you put Calvin Ridley in the top 100 who didn't play last year and is not going to play this year. So that's that's my gripe with it, uh, with, with the uh, with the top 100 list. But, but Rain, I'll start with you. I'll go to you, sorry, next on this one. Is there any name that um, you have issue with on it? Well, I have one that needs to go in the bin and one that needs to go up. And the one that I take the most issue with is Trayvon Diggs in the top 40. Why is this guy even in the top 100? He shouldn't be in the top 200. He's probably not in the top 100 players in the AFC East. He's that bad. Um, we saw, I talked about it last week, he was beaten for the most yards by any cornerback in NFL history last season. So how does that qualify him to go onto a top 100 list? Uh, but anyway, look, I've done enough hating on Trayvon Diggs over the past couple of weeks. Uh, so I'll move on to someone who deserves to be much, much higher up the list. And I think that's Justin Herbert. Um, I believe he came in at number 18. And if you compare him side by side with Tom Brady, who came in at number one, his stats are pretty much identical, right? He had over 5,000 passing yards. He had, uh, I 
can't remember how many touchdowns, but his his touchdown to interception ratio was one of the best in the league. Um, I don't know why they're hating on this guy. Maybe it's just that he's younger than some of the other quarterbacks who are uh, ranked above him, so he has a little bit more to prove. But I think he did prove it last season and is deserving of being higher up that list. Well, I think yeah. wasn't the Sean Watson ranked ahead of him, um, even though he didn't play last year as well. Deshaun Watson made the list. That's, That's also a big issue too. But also on the Trayvon Diggs thing, Jake, I want to ask your opinion on this. Did Fionn give Rean uh, the notes on that? No, he didn't. It's well known. We're all arguing. <laughs> I can sit here and talk how shit this fella is as well. And Rean, you don't have to stop because you rag on him too much. He's a Cowboys player. It's enough to keep on ragging on him. So I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm all for it. And notifying everybody how many interceptions he got, but also how many touchdowns he gave up as well, because yeah, it's a ridiculous stat. But I agree with Ree. I, I think Justin Herbert should absolutely be higher on that list. That's just that's madness. I hate that list. I just it just annoys me. It's so petty. There's so many. Is it last year? Is it total career? Is it what? I don't. It's all shite. Like I wouldn't change. Aaron Donald should have been up ahead of Tom Brady at one. I think anyway, he's too too valuable to that team to be. Uh, to be disregarded. I mean, two isn't a disregarded, but he should be one anyway. I just can't stand the list anyway. It just annoys me. And Daniel Jones wasn't on it. And clearly this man can run. He's faster than a lot of wide receivers if he can run in a straight line and not fall over. Daniel Jones wasn't on it. Mac Jones was on it. And he was ranked ahead yeah. of Kirk Cousins, which I don't understand. Why was Kirk Cousins on it? He's not even that good. Like he was 99th on the list. Like so <laughs> Yeah, Surely he, he could have, another... Daniel Jones could have slipped in there somewhere. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a Dak Prescott slash Derek Carr slash Carson Wentz. He's just a stat filler. Andy Dalton has to go in there as well. Well, if you're saying that, then he should have been in the top 40 because I think Carr and well, that... Dak <laughs> were in the top else 40 in the list. <laughs> <laughs> But sure. look, let, let's move on. If you do have any, um, if you do have anything to say about the the F- uh, NFL 100 list, if there's any name that you didn't like on it, just get in contact with us. Um, go to our socials at UndercenterPod uh, on Twitter. The same on Instagram as well. Um, and so you can talk to us there. Let us know what you think of the list or any of the stories we've talked about so far today. And uh, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel as well, Undercenter Podcast. That's where you get all of our shows and catch up. We will also cut the shows into different segments so that if you don't have time to listen to the full or watch the full podcast, you can watch in segments. If you prefer listening to it on the go, we do the exact same thing. Understand our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That's where you'll find the show. Again, we cut it up into into bite-sized chunks so that you will uh, always have uh, content there to listen to whenever you are on the go. 